You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about David Yarbeski's Brightburn. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. the podcast we're your hosts i'm brian elkins with me here tonight mr jimmy benson hey and mr jared callen how you doing brian i am doing really good i've actually i got we a got, lot of excitement for godzilla yeah so we, we, we're we gonna have to talk about superheroes evil superheroes but, and but first we, we got to talk about jeremy wait what <laughs> what happened to what happened jeremy why are we no, talking why about, are we talking about him <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's been acting really weird lately. What have you seen? He's got these weird powers. <laughs> I think he's evil. You you drove by his house and he was getting really pissed at his lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> he was just beating him with his fist. I don't have a lawnmower. Lawnmower! <laughs> <laughs> I said more oil, damn it! <laughs> I wish I had a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's man. a kid on the street who can be your lawnmower. But I like that. I like that tagline in this movie. We're gonna talk about Brandon. What? That was a tagline? I think they I think they bring it up, right? Or they say that in the movie. Oh. Because, you know, the entire yeah. time I was watching this, I kept thinking about that film, uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. <laughs> the entire really? movie. <laughs> yes. Because that movie's about, uh, um, you know, Tilda Swinton plays a mom, and her son is uh, like a Columbine shooter. Right. He goes in with a bow and arrow and, like, kills a bunch of kids in a high school, and it's her having to deal with it in the community. With a bow and arrow? Yeah. What a hmm. badass. Right? <laughs> and John C. Riley's the husband uh, in that. Are people like running and he's like popping them with a fucking bow and arrow you while don't, running? You don't see the oh, actual Oh, man, incident. that's fucking hardcore. Yeah. Like it seems like, you know, I mean, like that's kind of fucked up, but I just like imagine tracking people with a bow and arrow. You see him like, I think you see him go in and then you see like the aftermath with it, like the police being out there and everyone <laughs> kind of running out. How many out does he get? I forget, man. It's been a while since I've seen it. We need it's more. It's a depressing-ass movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, the high school I went to, you go in with a bow and arrow, you might get one or two. You ain't Why, because no there's not a lot that. of people? Because well, all the guys with guns are going to take <laughs> you out. <laughs> wait, wait, would you go to school in the Wild West? <laughs> what, if they just allow six shooters? <laughs> Kids, please. It was close. <laughs> Tumbleweed rolling down the hall. But yeah, Brightburn. 
<laughs> yes. So what's your favorite flavor ice cream? <laughs> Man, there was it a lot of people be... in the theater. <laughs> it would have to be strawberry. Really? I don't know, man. So you like something a little added to your vanilla? <laughs> you talking about this movie? Because <laughs> I'm a big vanilla ice cream fan. I, I lo- no, I but lo- I, you don't like favorite, French vanilla? My favorite is cookies and cream, so I like something added, added to, your to vanilla? my vanilla. Are, are you trying to make mm. a, like an analogy to, to I am Brightburn? totally making an analogy. Nice, to see, Brightburn. he's bringing it around, but from ice cream. So you didn't answer. What was your favorite ice cream? You I don't answer. know off the top of my head. What? I, I, there's so many good ones. No. How can you only pick one? Brian, if I was like, hey, bro, I'm going to pick up some ice cream and bring it to the show tonight. What, what, would, you, what would you have me pick Where up? Where are you going? you going to Ben and Jerry's or Baskin Robbins because i got different answers. No, no, no. no. I, I'm just going to Kroger. Oh, you're just going to Kroger. You, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Neapolitan it is. That's what I'd just bring. No, not that. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it's night, probably coffee. I like a coffee ice cream. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. During the day, more of a cookies and cream. Chocolate chip so, cookie so, so dough would you consider guy. coffee something added to your vanilla? Yeah, it's still not vanilla. <laughs> it's definitely not vanilla. It's coffee. Hello. It's in the name, Jared. <laughs> but anyway, so explain explain your analogy. While vanilla ice cream is tasty. Right. It's a nice little treat. Yeah. Man, it's really better when it's got a little bit more to it. I thought this movie was a little vanilla. I don't think it's vanilla. I just don't think it lives up to its uh, its potential. I agree. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. They, I think they should have made it longer and put more in it. You know what I mean? Give us more, like, even, even all the story stuff just felt very rushed. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, they just, it just felt like, I don't know, man. And But there was some cool. was on fast the, forward. There, there was some cool shit, like, at the end. I mean, hey, we're, we're just going to get sloppy about it. At the end, where, where they, we're spoiling where, it. Where, where, they, where, they, where they reveal the, the body of the, the mom. Well, of the girl. really, there's nothing to spoil. You think there's probably more going on there that they cut. You know what I mean? Showing, like. Or is that just a show like that, that, that we're making an homage to Michael Myers and hanging up bodies around? Yeah, that's what I would. You're talking about the, uh, what was her? Wasn't it the girl's mom? The waitress, yeah. The waitress, yeah. Yeah, no, that's just a horror movie cliche, which, I mean, this movie is a horror film. Yeah, oh, it's 100% a horror film, yes. And they are, they're doing homages to both horror films and superhero movies. Yeah. And I just kind of want them to pick one. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the the little horror trope of, of like uh, of like the lights cutting on and off, like you know, like they do in every horror movie. Okay, uh, so my, then adding that into it. No, no, that's fine. I'm talking about like if we're gonna spend time with Brandon, our main character, right, who turns right. into evil Superman because that's what this whole film's about. Right. So if he's gonna become evil Superman, I don't need to see him get his powers, throw the lawnmower, and, and develop this journey with him. Because, like, I should be... It's so horror, you're not with, really, the monster. Right. You see horror through somebody else, right? Through the victim. That's who we're with. And the killer is who jumps out around the corner, right? Right. So, wouldn't it be more interesting to see the mom... Like, you're witnessing... powers... Her kid, from a kid? who... Oh, so you're it from that angle. So, instead of... That, they actually played it like a superhero movie. Like, it, it, instead I know, right? Of a, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, so. He's so interested in... in Going the director David Yarborough, Yar, it's not Yarborough. Yarbes- it's Yarbesky or Yar Yar what? Yarbesky, yes, Yarbesky, Yarbesky, Yarbesky. He's just so interested in the, in in these superhero cliches, right? That it kind of drags his horror film down. I can see that. I think you could have both, but uh, but yeah, you could have both, but not the way this. I don't know, man. This movie's just structured weird. It's just you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's definitely paced way too quickly. I mean, almost the yes. way it is now, like, you don't even have a protagonist. 
Well, you're just basically following the antagonist. Yeah, right. you're right. And the protagonist. But for a horror parents, movie, you sort of need somebody to hope they survive. And you know, and you need to also need to care about people. And and I don't think they gave us enough chance with the characters to really like kind of care about them. I care about the parents. Do you? Yeah. I care about the dad. Like it just felt like it, it, it came in from this point of view that, okay, guys, you're you're in on the joke, right? You're we're all in on the joke, right? Okay, cool. So we know what's about to happen, and so you're expecting. You're like, well, see, Ooh, think, you know, at the, we're building this tension because you're already in on the joke. I think that's part of the problem, though. Coming in in on the joke, there's nothing more than the joke, right? Which is always in your in your mind. When is he going to go bad? And, you know, because you're thinking it could, it could happen at any second. So, I mean, when it's not like the joke is hidden from us. And, like, you know, we go to see them. Oh, it's it's bad Superman. Right. We already knew that going like, in. We going in, we know it. And there's nothing really, like, the story, character, and, you know, all that together doesn't, isn't intriguing enough to make you, like, to give you more than the joke. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're they're leaning on Superman hard. Well, yeah. yeah. Even that first shot and, is and the mailbox. Are, yeah. And the farmhouse. And it's like. Fuck, that's just out of Richard Donner's well, you fucking know, Superman. It's just like Man of Steel. Yeah, with the kit mailbox. Right, they, and they, they didn't show the whole opening. They just got right with it. Like, you, okay, you already know what's happening, guys. Like, you know, like you, yeah. You, you, yeah. We, you know, they didn't have to do everything because you already know how many times have we seen Superman origin story by this point. So, like, you, of course you already know this. But see, like, little stuff that a buddy I work with brought this up. You know, when you're watching a Superman movie, you see Superman because of his, his you know, his way he was raised he starts having to make these moral decisions and that's what makes him the big blue boy scout it would have been more interesting to see brandon making these moral decisions like like i'm gonna kill my aunt but he doesn't you know he doesn't really want to but should he and as he's making these worse and worse decisions we're if that's what you're gonna do then show us that progression right but he hears a voice he snaps into killer mode <laughs> damien and from that point forward it's you know we, we're in on the joke yeah he, he snaps in and out of it you know i didn't like that man i like how like the ship controlled him the first we couple of times yeah i didn't like that either I, it felt like a, a scapegoat yeah. yeah like we oh we don't have to make this kid make bad easy. decisions yeah but then later in the movie they make it to where he makes bad decisions where he looks at people like oh you guys you're humans you're inferior right which just kind of came out of Which nowhere. Which would have been and... way more interesting to me if he had a journey of figuring that out. Like, oh, I point. am superior. Yeah, no, dude, there's no moment where he feels bad about anything. You don't no. see the growth. They don't let any of the actors flex at all. It's just like, beat, 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 That's what I'm beat. saying. Like, he, he should not suck up so much of this movie because he's he's his... He's a stereotype. I mean, right. you know what I mean? He's just a comic book. You already know how gonna he's going to be gonna the act. monster in the yeah. movie, then follow someone else right? as they're dealing with the monster. Right. The, the, the deal with Michael Myers is you know he's going to come in and he's going to fucking fuck you up. Right? And he's probably going to pick something up and fuck you up with it. Right? So you already know that's going to happen. And he's probably <laughs> going to stick you. To, yeah, yeah. Right? So now we, we care because we get with these characters and we follow them through it while that shit's going to happen, like, inevitably. And we know that's going to happen in this movie because that's what we're here to see. So, I mean, I, there, there were, hey, wait, wait. There was some really great gore shit. There was, like, some holy fuck gore shit in this movie. I mean, the movie's entertaining. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good ride. It's, no, it's yeah. short. It's um, just, it's one of those, like, you, you just want more. You rode the roller coaster, and you're like, man, that would have been really cool if it did this. It was fun. We could ride it again, but right. 
Do you think well, the, we'll write it again? Man, no, <laughs> I, I think it's it's actually like a little bit of a problem with the film because like just the simple premise of evil Superman. I either want a movie if if you're gonna just be dumb fun and you're gonna be a right. horror film. I need more spectacle. Yeah, and or it, dumb fun. If you're gonna have this amount of like violence and gore and action in your film, I need more character. Yeah, I need to be able to feel it. So when we get to the end and he's killing his parents, I need to be able to feel it. Yeah. Give me one or the other. <laughs> and it, it does this I mean, toe dance between those two ideas. And it's, you know, commit, like, damn it. using the horror reference, Scream works because you don't want Sydney to die at the end. Like, yes, right. You're like, man, her life sucks. Oh, man, this is her. Oh, man, you want her to survive. And you don't know if Wes Craven's going to let her or not. You don't have a Sydney in this. It's like, okay, yeah, he's going to kill everybody. And the girl in his class? Would have been perfect. That he gets that crush for. <laughs> and he crushes her hand. Man. Ooh. See, how cool would this movie have been if if you'd gotten the point of view like of his powers and him turning evil from his mom and that girl in class? Yeah. The two women that are important in his life, right? Right. And you got to see something fucked up happen in the school, and the girl got to experience that. And then the fucked up shit at the house, the mom got to experience that. And you got to witness both of those events through their eyes. Right. It would have been amazing. Yeah, it's and not like what the girl got. cares and goes <laughs> to try to tell the mom, and the mom doesn't want to listen, so she's frustrated. Like it could have been really, yeah, they could have intriguing. Done it, it, it also too. I mean, I, I don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to. <laughs> it feels like in the writing they were a little worried to go certain places, right? If you know what I mean. Oh, like, dude, they did not want kids killing kids. Right? They don't want. They, were to, they didn't want to do scared. kids being killing kids. It, it, it really feels like they were scared people were gonna. Oh, this is this movie. Oh, this is against this. They got cold feet. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They should have went for it. Apparently, they, well, apparently it's a comic book. So what happens? Do, do, does anybody know that? I didn't know it was a comic book. The Guns wrote this. I thought it was based on a comic book. I don't think it's based on a comic Fuck, book. I'm I've pretty sure this that. is an original idea. Somehow the writers are related to James Gunn because both the last names of the writers are Gunn. There just ain't that many guns around. David Gunn. I, I guess we should mention that uh, James Gunn did produce this movie. Yes, he did, which is probably the main reason most people went and saw it. <laughs> Mark and Brian Gunn. Those are the writers. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't say on uh, IMDb it was based off previous work. But I'm sure there was, like, you know, a tie-in comic book or something that was released. But, man, to be honest with you, I didn't really look for any of the uh, the extra stuff with this movie. I, dude, I just, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the movie, but I just didn't really, um, it didn't really sit well with me. Now. They were so, they were so afraid of, like, just calling out the Columbine imagery. They should have just done it. They yeah, should, they should have. Should have fucking done it. Especially once they have the girl and they have the, the little boy turn around in class and, like, oh, is that why you're so interested in maggots? You probably are a maggot. And it's like, well, you know, your face is going to get lasered, melted later. <laughs> I even thought, happen. like, I even thought they were going to do something simple. Like, one of the ways he learns his power is he gets into a fight with the bully and crushes the bully's hand or punches his nose. You know, something that he's like, whoa, I didn't know I could do that. Even the learning his power thing is, like, kind of odd. Because if I was trying to start a lawnmower and I suddenly threw it across a field... I wouldn't just jam my hand in. I wouldn't go from, <laughs> wow, I just threw this lawnmower across a field to, I wonder if I could stick my hand in the blade. And how crazy that it landed and it's still running. You know, dramatic effect. <laughs> it's 
it's laying just right, and it for some reason it was still I don't know it just flew there so fast. They had one of those craftsmen or whatever those yeah. Sears, like, you know, the, with the guy with the beard. Do you know how they had to explain uh, the the lawnmower being broken and the blade bent to his parents? Like Brandon, it was the wolf. Br- Br- Brandon, why didn't you finish mowing the yard? He's like, well, I guess I hit a rock or something. Like that's a big motherfucking rock. <laughs> I hit a deer with it. <laughs> I, I wanted a scene where him actually, I like, yeah, I don't, straightening the blade back out, you know, and then, like, cranking the lawnmower again and finishing. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a lot of, like, a little logic leaps that just... There's, there's moments in this movie where it's it, it's it's weird like that. Just like like uh, when he kills the uncle and he drops his car. I think they explained it off later. Like, they think he hit a deer or something. I think that's what they said, well, the he, authorities. He, he, left, he left drunk, and, you know, so he had a... Accident, but couldn't you tell that the vehicle like smashed and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I know and these like, are the worst crime scene investigators on the planet. And like, yeah, totally. there's no deer, there's no blood outside of his. Like, like the yeah. end of the movie, he the why the mom calls nine one one, but they totally believe that an airplane just I hit the house. Yeah, I didn't catch that like uh, first viewing, but the second viewing, I was like, oh wait, sh- the mom does call nine one one, and that's what sends the cops back. Right, and then the cops are talking to dispatch and then the plane comes and it's like well wait a minute if you had a 911 phone call wow. and the black box yeah right it's like there's no way this kid could be like oh yeah i just murdered everyone oh no it was the airplane it's like well wait a minute who why did your mom dial 911 before that right i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities like you could have had him trying to keep this a secret you know and becoming obsessed on keeping it a secret and that's why he starts killing and then he like likes the pot like you could have really gotten into the psychology of it well they, they could have they could have played with him being all awkward and trying to hide shit like him going through puberty and he's trying to hide it or whatever and the parents are like well he's going through a change or whatever you could have you could have tied that in like they did they could have tried better to. i know as i'm saying it's but it was just kind of a thrown yeah. away but they could they could they could have like focused in a little better and I thought that was weird too. Do you guys get the the B scene when they're in, they're in class? It, it's when the little girl uh, turns around and says something nice to him when the bully's picking on him. But uh, they're talking about bees and wasps, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yes, you know, some wasp have to uh, um, they stop reproducing, so they or, or they stop uh, caring for their young, and they get uh, bees to do it, so like, they can take over. Ooh, you're what? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, same thing. He, he's like a wasp, man. He's like a wasp, and we're all bees. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's not subtle. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Not my least favorite thing in, in the movie, though. I mean, I feel bad kind of just bad-mouthing it, because, like I said, it's entertaining. Yeah, no, the scares work. Like yeah. you said, the gore. Um, Top-notch gore. That eye scene. Fuck me. That fucking you jaw scene. cringed oh, like yeah. a little baby on the eye scene. Oh, dude, that Dude, was something about glass stuck in your eye, and then you can actually see the eye moving up and down, and then she has to pull it out, and it's mm. way longer than you expected it to be. Yeah. You know? Like, I literally <laughs> thought he was going to, like, cringe out of his seat and, like, just dude. melt into water. I was okay. I was all right. All right. I was manning up, and then when she, she like, looks down, and the glass is still yeah. in there, and yeah. it, oh. Actually, what I love about that is when after she pulls it out, then they do her POV, and half the frame is <laughs> yes. red. That is so badass, and they use that when he's like kind of force jumping around uh, in the room, um, and you could see him in the red blood. Yeah, super fucking cool visual, man. Okay, look, I don't have a problem with the direction of this movie. I think it's mm-hmm. all screenwriting, all like basic plot, like just the building blocks. Mm-hmm. I 100 percent agree. We're laid down wrong. Everything else, direction. I, love. I mean, like for on the script they had is fine. Yeah. 
photography's great. I don't even really complain about the acting. I like the costume too. Oh, I love the oh, costume. Yeah, the costume's Stitch, cool. Stitched down the face. It looks the shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a Doctor Who creature that looks kind of like that. Um, I love the line when his whatever. uncle says, "Take off that creepy mask," and he's like, "It's not creepy." Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's super fucking creepy, <laughs> but, bro. But then again, like that line makes me want more of like that of his mm-hmm. his internal stuff. Yeah, I think it would have been super interesting to like develop the friendship between him and the girl. He eventually, like, he's confiding in the girl. The girl, you know, sees that he's going crazy. Tries, you know, like, have something there that I could latch on to. I just feel like they were, they were trying to go less story, more slashery feel. But it just, but even slashers have to have a character you latch on to. That's why you scream. Man, yeah, but it, it just it put up those horror movie moments. Like, it, I mean, it, it went for broke. It didn't hold yeah, back at all. Not at all. It was just like, oh, yeah, and here I you mean, go. All the kills are fun. No, yeah, they are all good. And then the, the uncle, when the uncle's dying, is hilarious. When he sees the kid floating off oh, in the distance, and he's like, nope, nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I thought you were talking about him laying there bleeding out with his jaw and all that, but yeah. Oh, that's disturbing. Man, that's hardcore. I, it's it's a good visual gag, too, because like, when he actually dies, like... He stopped holding his mouth yeah, and the jaws. Just like, oh man! Ooh, it's like, oh, you were holding your jaw on there pretty well. My buddy even mentioned like, it just feels sterile when you when you finish watching it, and maybe little stuff might have helped. Like when his mom, spoiler, the ship can cut him. It like his kryptonite. It's kryptonite, bro. So That's the right. mom is gonna stab him at the end while she's hugging him. Like, give her a beat, and then where she just can't. She can't kill her own kid, and she drops the dagger. And then he looks at it, sees what she was planning, and even though she didn't do it, then he decides to kill her. Right. Something like that may have helped. You'd be like, oh, oh man, that sucks for her. Right, another emotional beat. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, it, but the scene just played out exactly, exactly how right. I thought it was going to play out. Like, right. As soon as I saw her going over to hug him, I went, "Oop! I know what's going to happen." I didn't see her. I didn't see it come in. Him like flying up to like drop her from the sky. Oh, I didn't see that. How part. badass just, was that? Oh, I, that? I thought was he was going to take her into the atmosphere and like let her go in space. Oh, that's what. Yeah, yeah freezer. Yeah, that would have been a badass just to like float her out into space. That was a Mom, great. You're a floater. <laughs> I didn't mean I saw it, that coming. I it saw the clips like that. <laughs> I saw the her going for the stab and him catching the arm. Right. I didn't see oh, the yeah, yeah. flying up. Oh, the, totally. Ne- I that, that caught me off. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's what, you know, Benson, you're right. If, if you had just had, like, something, if there had been a building block right earlier to flesh out that mom and just give her a little bit more sympathy, like, that moment when he drops her, that would have paid off, like, so well. Yeah. Because it shot perfect. Yeah. Like, it, and the music is right. Like, all the emotional Like, you know, like if she had dropped the dagger and stepped back and said, you know, just said something like, I don't know, I'm just making this shit up. But, <laughs> you know, reiterate, I always wanted a baby and... Despite what you've done, you're still my baby. You've you are you were a gift to me. That's like, what she basically says as she's going in. Yeah. But then she still tries to kill him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. So she goes in as a and she fails in her task. She does the same thing that the dad does. Exactly. You know. At least the dad like that's a good shot. I was told Brian. I love him looking back like, what the fuck? I would have totally played this off like the kid turned around after I shot him in the head. I'd have been like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you wouldn't let me shoot you, but I knew I knew you were special. And one day you're going to rule the world, and I want to be your right-hand man. 
I don't know, man. I think that kid was so pissed. He probably would have still killed me. Yeah, but. fuck yeah, man. He'd have tore you to pieces. I'd have tried something. And how awesome is the? Like, I don't know, man. The blast to the eyes with the heat with the heat vision. Yeah, I mean, again, it looks great. It's just, man, just I don't I don't have the feels for it, man. It's just I don't have any of the feels. It's just it's I'm not even 100. percent It's just constructed wrong. Something's wrong with this movie, and I can't. It's it's the characters. It's not written right. Because you nailed it. It should be from the point of view of the other people. Yeah, I agree. I don't even know. Like maybe you can I mean, like, get about, this idea to work. And think about if you were trying to sympathize with the camper camp counselors, but you're actually following Friday the Thirteenth from Mrs. Voorhees' point of view the whole time. She's out there camping. She's got and her, you know, she sets her tan up. You know that she thinks that they sausages. killed her kid <laughs> and sharpens her knife. She's gonna go kill him, and she's talking uh, like Mommy? you wouldn't care who, which camp counselor she's killing. You're going, man, this chick is nuts. She, I just she's like talking there. to herself like that. Roast, roast the weenies, Mama. Roast them. Roast you. Roast them like you're gonna roast them, Mama. <laughs> Can I have a schmore? We should just shoot that as a skit, as a skit anyways. <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees out there talking to herself. Oh man, I love it. Oh man, oh! If you shoot that skit, someone please at least credit us. Oh, that is that's too much, man. Mm. And on that note, guys, uh, are, are we a break here? I, I think, think we're. We are. <laughs> I think we're definitely a break. All right, guys, we're gonna play the trailer for Bright Burn. And we'll, we'll be back, and we'll come back more positive. We promise. Mom, who am I? You are a gift. <laughs> we believe. That you came here for a reason. I know it's been difficult for you lately. That you feel different from other kids. Just the floor, Brian. You are different. Caitlin, get my hand up. He's a creep. Help him up. What are you doing? I want him in handcuffs and I want him gone. Do you even know who his real mother is? I'm his real mother. Let's go. Maybe there is something wrong with Brandon. I will never turn against our son. He's not my son! Hey, who's messing with me? There are believed to be no survivors among the 268 passengers on board. No, no, no! Whatever you've done, I know there is good inside you.
you good, Mom. I do. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Brightburn. I hate that trailer. Dude, what was not in that trailer? They, they showed the... You don't have to watch the movie. You just watch the stupid trailer. You know, maybe... I actually liked the trailer. <laughs> Did you really? It told the whole movie. Yeah, well, maybe... I saw the trailer before I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's why I didn't... Uh, maybe that's why the movie was a little, right. like, vanilla. It's like, well... well you that's knew what everything happened. Before, that's yeah. what I said before, is, like, once you've seen the trailer, you're in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah, man, they... Uh, they man, they... They just destroy the movie. I, I'm glad I didn't remember the, uh, the plane scene in the trailer. Destroyed the movie. They just didn't have anything other than what was in the trailer. Right. Yeah. I mean, the movie is basically a long version of the trailer. <laughs> it goes back to exactly what we were talking about beforehand. Yeah. Well, this was a music video director. Maybe he's like, you know, I can tell this movie great in two minutes and 30 seconds. I got it. <laughs> Touche, Brian. And then they went, can you make that? 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes? No! Yeah, we'll add some dialogue. We'll get there. So what was your favorite scene? All right, look at that. I like that. That's a little positivity there, Benson. There you go. Um, Probably the end. Really? Yeah. What was the end? Uh, the cops getting taken out at the uh, the Briar house was pretty amazing. Um, especially the lady cop who gets thrown like through the ceiling and then I don't know how beaten how many times against the uh, she looks ceiling like meat in the second loaf. floor. Yeah. Yeah. She's got pieces of glass all in her oh, face and yeah, no, she's bad. Um yeah. Yeah, and the fall's good. Um I guess the glass in the eye thing. That was good. That made me like cringe, crawl in my seat. Um Uncle in the truck. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, all the kill scenes are, are nicely done. Man, it yeah. was nice to see the guy from Breaking Bad. He was the uncle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Always the uncle, never the dad. <laughs> that moment felt very John Carpenter-inspired in the direction of those shots. Look at the, yeah. the light blinking on and off. And the first time, it's, he's not there. Then he's there. Then he's flying. Then he's gone. That was, that's nice progression. And his acting is... Hilarious, yeah, yeah. There were a lot it's, of it's very, actors it's very real though. Like I could see somebody, you know, seeing that and going, "Nope, not believing yep, it." Yep, no, <laughs> I would have gotten out of the car and ran though. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have stayed in that car. I would have begged. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> Beg for mercy. <laughs> Here's the debit card. There may not be enough money on it, but I don't know. And I'll suck your Did dick. Did I say I would tell your parents? I said, no, you misheard me. I said I would never tell your parents. <laughs> what did you guys think of the uh, the whistle game uh, set up in the beginning? I've seen that somewhere before. In the Conjuring? Yeah, in The yeah, Conjuring, yeah. yeah. But it was the clap game, I guess. Yeah, and it's been, other, it's been in other things. Like uh, that um, in um, Hereditary, that oh, yeah, yeah. thing, you know, they, they bring it back. Uh, I knew it was going to come back that. at some point. But I've seen the hide-and-seek whistle thing somewhere before. Uh, that's also in uh, in uh, Walking Dead. That's how they, uh, the Negan people. Oh, I haven't seen that season yet. They do that, and they call and answer each other like that. All right, okay. Maybe that's where the mom and kid got it from, is Walking well, Dead. They were watching Walking Dead. They were like, I haven't seen that season, but... I'll take your word for it. Well, it kind of sounds like Mommy, Brandon. Oh, hey. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That was nice. I thought it worked for no, what it was. it's cool. You, and you, you knew it was going to call back. Like, they, they, they set it up, knock it down in this movie. And, you know, it's 
homage slash trope after trope slash homage after homage. Although he's a stupid villain, like, while he's trying to kill his mom, she just goes, <whistles> and he's like, oh, crap, I gotta give myself away. <laughs> and he also leaves a calling card, and he's real sloppy, and, you know, just doesn't really give a fuck. He's like, all right, I gotta take the world, you know, take the world. And then yeah. he doesn't take the world. No, he does at the end. He's, he's gonna get there. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they, they set it up for him to go Let's off talk and about destroy. That. Well, at the end, it's still like a mystery who's doing it. Is this real? Yeah, he's building up to that. So if there were to be... So I said, he did not take the world. Yeah, they're going to do that for the second one. Straight to DVD. There's a bunch of... uh, What was it? Michael Rooker? It's kind of like, I guess, an Alex Jones. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Surrogate kind of character. And uh, is he supposed to be setting up some kind of like uh, dark version of the Justice League? That's what I thought. Is that what they're doing? Oh yeah, because they're talking about like you know the, the witch to strangle, the witch. yeah, strangling people. It's like what the hell? They're setting up all these other crazy movies they're gonna do. I like how the witch was like a sketch. They didn't even have a, a picture <laughs> or anything. <laughs> oh, they're out there, people. Yeah, I heard the original ending was supposed to be. Um, I don't know how long, uh, how far along it got in, in terms of development, but the uh, girl that gets her hand crushed. Um, supposedly, at the end, uh, she was supposed to be getting some kind of bionic implant, and she was going to be okay. <laughs> she's going to be like a you know a superhero man. Yeah, that was that would be completely out of left field. Just like, all right, what's happening now? I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, me too. Because that's that's a problem. This movie wasn't tonally fun enough to do something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If you're going to go that goofy, goofy, then you need to be there. Agreed. What'd you guys think of the uh, the cinematography? Oh, it was good. Yeah, thought it was shot pretty well. Um, very pretty. Yeah, the very yeah. The, the beginning feels a little, it feel, you can feel the low budget, in, in, at times with like the camera stuff. I think, and then uh, but then that last thirty minutes is kind of of a roller coaster, and you really start to see the budget there. And I think it shot pretty well for for, yeah. for the for the special effects. I mean, I even love like when the cop is showing up to the house, and you can see pieces of it missing, and you're like looking into the house. It's pretty badass. Oh, yeah, with the holes? Yeah, the holes in the yeah, house. Yeah, where he's like, just flying through. <laughs> I don't know what he was uh, trying to accomplish. He's just, just scaring. Just scaring her mom. Yeah, he's just scaring. Uh, he's like just playing tormenting. with his food. Yeah. Like, I may hit you. I may not. You know, I'm just flying through the house at top speed. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. That's what I would do. I like him floating just off the ground, just kind of, you know, dragging. That's, that is cool. There's, there's just something creepy about that. The cape. Uh, I, I like the cape floating there, too. Yeah. They did that good. That was a nice effect. And I like the uh, the red eyes when he's wearing the mask. But man, ooh, dude, some of those shots where he's not. <laughs> just too, it's too much. Yeah, it just doesn't too look good, booky. man. Yeah, I, well, I think the effect's just kind of bad. I mean, it works when, you know, when you can't see anything and it's just the mask and it's, it's just the glowing. red glowing eyes. Yeah. I wonder when they didn't do freeze breath. And they didn't bring up the hearing because the parents are like talking shit in the next room and you know he hears them because he's got to have Or that. x-ray vision. See, Superman would kick this kid's ass. Superman would kick this well, okay, kid's ass. Okay, let, let, let's go through this. He he has the super strength, right? Super strength. He can fly. He can fly. He can fly. Super speed. Super speed. He's got the... the, the Impenetrable yeah. to pain. Anyways, uh, he, he shoots the, the heat rays out of his eyes, like the... You heat know, rays, yeah. yeah. There you go. What's up with the... Uh, does he control electricity? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, he, he's got the poltergeist thing going on. When he comes around, he gets mad, like everything starts to flicker. Yeah, I thought it was that... It was just he, he was getting he was, so mad. I thought yeah. it was that he was use, like when he uses his power, it messes he's with the electro, sucking the power out. 
See, that's what I thought. He gets but his then power if that. you that scene where the woman gets the glass in her eye, if you watch that, he purposefully he sets that up and does that. Like the way that the scene's constructed, she hears a noise, she she thinks she sees something, and then the whole uh, place fogs up, and you get the his logo, the bees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then she looks up at the light, and he starts somehow making it flicker and explode in her eye. Maybe he just he has the power to control light switches. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. It was it wasn't really defined. <laughs> you mean you mean if you just cut over he's and like the light flit, no, 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 but it's just doing it on its own. He's like, no, he's like sitting there going, but he's like really fast. He's like wiggling the light switch. Yes. Okay. So is it just like electricity, or can he like move all objects? That'll be the second one. I don't know. Is it telekinesis? We have to wait till the sequel to find out. Yeah. Oh. And James Gunn will actually direct that one. Oh, you know, I totally forgot about, uh, this was, uh, the trailer was supposed to show at, uh, Comic-Con, and I think it got pulled because, um, like, it was showing right when, uh, James Gunn got in trouble with all of his, uh, past tweets. Yeah. That kind of stinks. That, fuck that. You think, you think that actually, like, hurt the box office? Surely not. Because it, it did not open very well. I thought it was going to open with at least $20 million opening you know, weekend. I didn't know many people that even knew about it. Yeah, I brought it up on my on my trip to Atlanta, and they uh, were like, what, what movie is that? Like, people didn't know about it. Like, really? And I was at a Comic-Con. Only one of my, like... I know, that that's insane. That really surprises me. Only one of my film friends at, at work knew about it, and he went and saw it. The rest of them were like, what? Never heard of it. Maybe that's why Warner Brothers was like, you know what? Sony, you can do this. We'll we'll let you we'll let you do bad evil Superman and not sue you. It's this okay. Little experimental tax write off film. <laughs> you you go ahead. You can make your little twenty million. It's it's cute. It's yeah. cute. Yeah. I thought the score was really good. Oh man, like the production and and the all of it around good. it. You nailed it on the head earlier. It's just, it's a scripting scripting issue. It's just like it just feels like how come we can come up with better ideas on how to but but you know hindsight's twenty twenty. You know they had what they had, but they. You just needed the human element in it a little more, you know. Let let let's, let us care about the, the characters, guys. Are we already at the uh, rating section? I here? saw you look over. I'm sitting there doing that. You look over and you're like, "Damn, <laughs> I can't really think of anything else I can't to talk think of about." Any, yeah, I can't either. Really, will this be the shortest movie crew podcast episode ever? Well, we did have a little excitement during the podcast. We did. Brian's yeah. water heater almost fell through his roof. Yeah, we had to stop and. Be super handy, man. See, here's the deal: turn it, water off. His water heater was a really big fan of this movie when it saw it, and it's pretty upset because we've been trashing the movie a little bit. So it's decided to give us payback. I, I don't feel like top. I'm trashing the movie. I feel like I'm being very honest, asking for more in the sequel. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no, it's good, good, good setup. Next time, let's deliver. Well, okay, it's hard too because Chronicle came out. I mean, like Chronicle exists in the world, and we already right. kind of had like the and Man of Steel. Like we've already had bad Superman. I just like I guess that's grumpy. And Superman. if you're gonna give me bad like hormonal teenage emo Superman, Superman, I need to see Superman three for that. I need to see hormonal bad teenage. Now Superman. that's bad Superman. <laughs> I love when Superman sits yes, in the bar and he's taking the peanuts and he's flicking them and busting all the whiskey bottles. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they didn't have a, a callback like that in this movie. I, 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 maybe he's, there is a one. He slept with that it. big, big-breasted blonde lady. I want to know what's on the cutting room floor. What didn't they put in here? Yeah, there has to be some shit. We're waiting for the director's cut. And why did Superman fly up to the ship to the oil tanker and just 
punch a hole in the side and let all the oil out. Like, because he was evil, man. Of all the bad things to do, you you straighten the leaning tower it's of Pisa. The environment, man. What else are you and gonna do? Stop an oil tanker. You're Superman, and those are the evil things you think about doing. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's pretty lame. <laughs> and sleep with the big blonde, big breasted like, blonde lady. That. That's bad. I'm gonna do that. That just sounds like if like Superman, you know, got a little drunk. One night, that's what it is. Like Superman three on his way home. Superman three is not bad. (laughs) Superman, it's drunk. Superman. Yeah, I watched that one night. That movie is one of those. It's it's bad, but it's good bad. Richard Pryor saves. Oh yeah, Superman four. Oh yeah, you. I can't. I can't make it through that movie. It is so slow and so bad. We did two, right? One and two. Uh, No, we just did the first one. Okay. Yeah. Two's so good. good. Two is good. We should finish those at some point. Come, son of Jarrell. Trying to get Brian to watch the Donner Cut. You know, baby steps, man. Baby steps. I'm waiting for them to put it out in 4K, just like they did Superman the movie. You know they're going to do it. Yep. Maybe. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's just a matter of time. Warner Brothers wants my money. They're going to do it. All right, we have the rating. There, there, was, there was one thing. It, it's, really, it's really bothered me. All right? The uncle, when he dies, all right? When he first sees Brandon in the house, right, and he's wearing the mask, he takes the mask off, he's like, ah, whatever, get in the truck, I'm taking you home, and he's making some, Brandon's making some excuses, whatever. And then Brandon throws him against his garage, and the uncle randomly runs and gets in his truck. Why does he do that? Only thing I can think is he's trying to get away from Brandon. What a dick. (laughs) He's just like, fucking kill kill the woman. Kill her. Save me some time. Yeah, totally. You know, it doesn't just, make any sense. Hey, man, the bear eats the slowest person. Either that or he's like, I've got to go tell this kid's parents. Maybe they know how to stop him. You need to melt down the ship and start making bullets out of it. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That's what if she would have just told her husband, I bet he knew how yeah, to do it. It's lucky, lucky that, that part of the ship was broken off. That you know, The part that can actually cut him, for some reason, was like shards that she could pull and break off the ship i love how it's like this like two scenes before that scene is when the husband's like he's never even been cut and then like next scene he gets oh cut. he gets cut set it up and knock it down and see she <laughs> cut her hand on the glass escaping and, and that's like, what oh, made shit. her remember dude, as soon as i saw him get cut i was like that's how we kill him instantly well dude come on yeah <laughs> as soon as i saw the spaceship i was like all right okay i know where we're going with this yeah yeah okay I did like I thought they he was didn't die, kill him. I like when, I, yeah, I like I when she came around the corner and he's like floating him. over the hole and that that, that like chant. I, li- I actually like that though with yeah. the red light. With I the thought red that looked yeah. kind of sexy. It was pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I was down with that. Makes him super evil. I mean, like I just wish we got more of that. Like, let me see more. Hmm. All right, so we need bright burn too. Yeah, burned brighter. <laughs> I'm all for a bright burn too. <laughs> Brightest burn. Yeah. I don't know. Brightburn explained. Brightburn 2, burnout. Brightburn with feels. <laughs> burnout. <laughs> you got burnt. All right. Come on, guys. Brightburn uh, 2, electric and, and I, don't, I don't like the name because uh, it's the name of the town. So it's kind of weird. Did they also name him that later? Yeah. Oh, did the, they call him that? Yeah, at the end they started oh, naming him Brightburn. Okay. or news. Because I saw it was the name of the town. You know, and I was like, all right. This is making, yeah, I got that. But I'm going to go yeah. six. You going six? Yeah, I'm going to go six. All right. That's respectable. I mean, it's fun. It just doesn't deliver everything it needs to deliver. Uh, you know, I think I 
coming in originally, I was going to go six, but just talking through it. <laughs> Did you go down? <laughs> I think I'm going to go to, I think we'll go 4.5. Wow. Uh, see, I couldn't go that low. I think it looks fun. Yeah. They stretch their budget. There well, is some inv- innovative ideas here. I agree. Yeah, no, all, everything the filmmakers like did on camera was great. It's just yeah, it was in focus. It was shot really well. Uh, great, um, great special effects, especially for the budget. Um, they they yeah. actually you, it it looks like it's it's bigger than it, it is. Jackson Dunn, the uh, played Brandon Bri- Briers. I thought he was creepy. Yep, he plays yeah. a nice little psychopath. Yeah. No emotions, just kind of okay. Fuck it, I'm gonna kill everybody. Well, he was also a uh, young. Uh, so we got a six, got a five, four, uh, four point five. Yeah, 4. I'll go 5. with six as well. All right, all right, okay. Yeah, fuck this movie. No, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I just, I just wanted it to be better. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted it, to, I wanted more. it to be better, and it ended up being one of those movies that if it came on USA when I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, Brightburn's on. But you know what? I don't want to tell people not to go see it, though, because I, I think if you like a horror film, you're going to be yeah, entertained it's and you're going to enjoy right, it. Right, right. I mean, I've right. tried to say several times, it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. And we sound like we're being negative, but if if we hated it, we, would, we wouldn't we would be wanting more. Like, 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 That's put, true. Put, put it this way. That's very true. Let's say you were we getting... We want more because what, what we were given was interesting. Well, let, let me put it this way. If you were really excited to sleep with Brightburn, like like you've been like thinking about it for a while and you got kind of excited and, and you think that it, it likes you too and you're like, oh my God, there could be this thing. We could actually really make this thing. And when you go in and you, you, get, to, you get to sleep with Brightburn and it's fine. You come. It came. It's good. You know, you were both there. But, you know, if you would say, hey, would you sleep with Brightburn again? I'd be like, I'd probably sleep with it again. But it wasn't the best. They just don't tell her that. That is the strangest <laughs> analogy I think you could have come up with. I think you just were sitting there like, how can I work sex into this? So, well, it is that time of year. So, so is, is, it this, is. is this you telling her that... Uh, she, she was no good right here? Yeah, I mean, they, look, we both came, but it could have been better, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> At least I, I think th- you I need think, to write Richard it. Pryor. <laughs> Brightburn went home crying. <laughs> I'm just hoping I don't have a Brightburn later. You know what I'm saying? Oh! Uh, see, I was going to go see. more with like, like a food analogy of... <laughs> You see this great looking burger and then you eat it and it's good, but it's, it's like a just buffet a small steak. burger. <laughs> it's it needs a buffet to be steak. more there. Like that steak looks really good, but it's going to be overly chewy. <laughs> and really flat. Uh, yeah. You guys have been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C R E W E at gmail.com. Hey, Brian, I'm going to interrupt you. Yo. Guess what's up and live today? What? If you go to moviecrewpod.com or moviecrewpodcast.com, it leads you straight to our website. What? Yeah. How did that happen? We're legit. (laughs) We have a website? That always had a website. Yeah. 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 That's always existed since day one. Yeah. I just show (laughs) up and talk. But now, uh, you know. This is like, people listen to this? It gets put out? (laughs) But now, Movie Crew Pod and Movie Crew Podcast go there as well. Look at that. Hmm. I hope more people ride to the website. Look at that. Ride or die, baby. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you got all fast and furious there. <laughs> I guess you could follow me at moviecrewpod.com. <laughs> Check that's it not out. How that works. Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> oh, that's what uh, he's going to start saying from now on. <laughs> if you guys uh, want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, you can do so at Movie Crew Pod. And um, be sure to uh, leave us a review. Subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Tuned In, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Benson, where can audience follow you, sir? MovieCrewPodcast.com. He threw in both of them. <laughs> Jared, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen and on Instagram at CheckTheGate and at MovieCrewPod.com. You guys can follow me <laughs> on Twitter at Elkins Edits. I'm not going to be a joiner. Um, all right, so we're going to be closing out the show with a little bit of the Brightburn soundtrack. We're going to be playing track number one titled <gasps> Brightburn. Nice. <laughs> Original, right? From composer Ken Brightburn. That would be amazing. <laughs> this is from composer Tim Williams. Enjoy. Enjoy.